Nation, Rob McGregor, welcome you to a place where all kinds of phenomena flourish. Voices whisper, ancient secrets, signs and symbols are abundant. UFOs, ETs, ghosts, and even the dead move about freely. Here we meet authors, researchers, and investigators of the mysterious, the strange, and of the inexplicable anomalies that surround us. Step out of the everyday world and take a journey into the mystical underground. Welcome to the Mystical Underground. Thank you for joining us. This is Rob McGregor. And Trish McGregor. And our producer and tech magician, John Posey. You can go to themysticalunderground.com where we make regular blog posts and where you can find out about our books, our most recent nonfiction book, Phenomena, Harnessing Your Psychic Abilities. Trish's latest novel is White Crows coming out this year. Rob's latest novel is Toolpaz. Our upcoming book is called The Shift, Reports from the Mystical Underground. Jennifer Huff, who's our guest today, is president of The White Awakening and founder of the largest integrative nutrition practice in Canada and the first mentorship program for complementary entrepreneurs over two decades ago. Jennifer's main focus is the science of flow in everyday life, which she refers to as applied physics. She has mentored doctors, executives, and thought leaders globally. Her passion is to make physics practical after working with mystics, scientists, and shamans from eight countries to free herself of her own struggle with chronic fatigue and self-sabotage. She has appeared on numerous podcasts, radio, and TV shows. The topic she would like to talk about today is how to create a viral movement using applied physics. Welcome, Jennifer. Welcome. Great to be here. What a time to be talking about global movements, huh? Uh, yeah, exactly. That's for sure. Here we yeah. are. In the game is this the fifth? Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, yeah. can you explain uh, what applied physics is? I sure can. So, you know, P- uh, I would say first of all, uh, thank you for having me on. How okay. lovely. Secondly, that applied physics is something that. Um, it's something that uh, it, it becomes practical in your everyday life. So, for instance, for me, uh, while I was while I was growing up, I realized that uh, when I would make certain choices in life, for instance, so for instance, I was in love with pets when I was younger. <laughs> when I would make certain choices about uh, how I would behave with my dog, and the dog wouldn't even know that I had shifted my mood or shifted my mm-hmm. energy or shifted anything, the dog would also shift. And I would play a game with myself and, uh, and dog. His name was Muffin, by the way. And, uh, and by the end of several months, I found myself witnessing the dog actually being able to respond to me almost in a way that it was it was speaking to me. But uh, it wasn't speaking to me with its words. It was speaking to me with its um, body language. And I knew what it was saying. So applied physics as it pertains to muffin the dog, uh, might look like the fact that muffin is was giving off photon packages of light from every one of his 75 trillion cells. Those photon packages of light, scientifically speaking, contain information about who he is and what he's hearing and 
his other lifetimes and all of these beautiful things. And my cells and your cells have receptor sites on the outside receiving that information at a speed of, you know, seven times around the planet in a second, mm -hmm. since that's the speed of light. And, and if I'm receiving the information from Muffin and Muffin is learning how to receive the information from me, all of a sudden it becomes very pragmatic. We actually can commune beyond just, you know, beyond just language and me telling the dog yeah. to sit or stay or whatever the case may be. So it, it was like an emotional connection. It is. But for me, here's the interesting thing, Trish. The, the, for me, it, it shifted pretty big time uh, when I understood that each of us is giving off information, scientifically speaking. And one would say, well, it sounds like we have this emotional connection or, or, uh -huh. or I have an intuition or I have a connection with you. At some point, it was really bizarre, though. I just knew that I needed to know, I would say irrationally, <laughs> I needed to know, why is that? Why do I, why can I sense what is going on with this dog? And how is he sensing what's going on with me? Because I don't want to leave it at, you know, woo-woo or fluffy uh -huh. explanations. I really want the scientific reasoning or some kind of valid back backing for why it is that I'm experiencing this very strange phenomenon that I haven't heard anyone talk about in school. I didn't, well, until later when I was in uh, high school and I had a, had a PhD in physics as a teacher. So that's one of the reasons this interests me so much. Huh. And uh, he was from Nigeria, so he couldn't work in a university. So he ended up in my high school. Yay me. Wow. And <laughs> yeah, it was so awesome. Lucky and, you. Uh, yeah, I know. I was so fortunate. And he started answering some of those questions for me. So for me, I wanted to really, you know, it came right down to when I was in church in Anglican church. Oh, my gosh. That poor minister I, that he got me as a student. That <laughs> poor bugger. But anyways, I started asking questions that he couldn't answer. And by the time it finished, he was actually afraid of me, I, I'm pretty sure. And he just saw me coming. And, uh, and my physics teacher had more answers for me about spirit, where we uh -huh. go when we die, what happens, with, you know, conservation of energy theory right. and all that kind of stuff. When I started to implement that into my, my life, I, I just noticed that everything got a lot more fluid. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So that emotional connection is actually a cellular connection that can right. be explained through, through, I would say, biophysics is the best way to uh -huh. describe it. Does that make sense? So yeah. yeah. So, so Muffin really was your, your mentor, <laughs> in a sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> So, yes, Muffin the mentor. Yeah. Muffin the mentor and then the physics teacher. So, so you mentioned uh, fluid. Uh, so why, uh, why does uh, physics, what does physics have to do with flow? Well, physics has to do with flow in that, um, let's see, how do we describe this? Because at some basic level, we're all made of, we're all made of minuscule particles. In fact, it transcends even particle theory. It has, goes all the way down to 
you know, magnetics. It goes down mm-hmm. to some of the things mm-hmm. that Einstein talked about when we talk about um, waveforms and all of this, this kind of stuff. And every dimension of reality is intertwined with every other dimension of reality. Um, and the common thread through those various levels of existence are love is one of the common threads. It brings all of the dimensions together. So when we operate from love, it transcends just the three dimensions. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you guys have seen so many miracles happen just because you were in your heart or because there was just right. love flowing, right? And so um, gravity is another one of those, uh, is another one of those factors that transcends all of the, the dimensions. So flow happens Flow basically is the experience of being so present to the uh, to the existence of the centrifugal force of a spinning universe. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, you know the Earth spins, okay. our DNA spins, uh, we spin around the sun. Uh, the sun, the gal- our our uh, solar system spins in the galaxy. The galaxy spins in the greater universe amongst hundreds of millions of other galaxies. Mm-hmm. And of course, we're we're in a spin. That's why gravity it transcends every dimension because the fundamental basis of existence is that everything's in this beautiful spiral. Um, not just a circle going round and round, mm-hmm. but a spiral that goes up and out. So we're moving forward and being catalyzed by the past in every step. And so is the entire universe. So we're like these little microcosms of the macrocosm of the universe itself. So if we imagine that there's an operating system that's consistent with the way that the cosmos work. Mm-hmm. And we could actually embody that operating system. All of a sudden, you're in you're in total flow with the entire universe, and you start noticing that. Well, at least for me, and for our tens of thousands of clients around the world, we started to notice that uh, everything started to. We became magnetic to that which we sought, mm-hmm. and as we became magnetic, and everything started to come to us it just got more and more curious about how how these um, metaphysical, uh, biophysical, and and uh, cosmological laws worked far beyond, you know, the sort of basic conversations about things like law of attraction, right. which for the most part doesn't even touch how alchemically ridiculously awesome it is so yeah uh so we're, when we're in the flow then is that uh is that when we experience synchronicities uh well okay so just just go with me for a second on uh, okay yeah. okay so so imagine that that synchronicities or what one another might call miracles, right? They're okay. little. Yeah. My aim is to get us to a place where we understand the laws of consciousness and of physics so deeply, and we start to apply them so profoundly to our lives that miracles really become normals. 
right? So uh-huh. synchronous, synchronous living is our natural state. Okay. And we wouldn't, so imagine it being such a natural state. Like it's the way we're, we're designed. We're, we're creator in human form. Creators just go with what, you know, takes the catalyst of all the polarity in life, like the polarity that's happening right now in our three-dimensional civilization. Which is getting old. (laughs) I know, isn't it? Part of it. Right? Sorry, I didn't to interrupt you. No worries. It makes my eye twitch. (laughs) worry. So, but those, those eye twitchy moments are also catalysts for possibility, right? They're a catalyst for what's possible. If we know how to uh, take the input of the catalyst into our essence, into our core, and uh, if we can get to that place where out the other side from that catalyst of, of contrast, we can, we can be receptive to what's being birthed on the other side in the field. Because every time there's contrast, there's something being birthed in the field. Right. And the issue is not to complain about what the catalyst is. The issue is how do we actually line up with what's being birthed so that we can all do that together? It's so interesting, actually, Trish. I I, um, I was just talking to one of my very kick-butt girlfriends who... <laughs> They're great is, people. <laughs> kick-butt girlfriends. Oh, my God. And she is a force. Her name is Denise. She is just a force. And she was relentless because she knows me. I, I, I just have a mind that know, I I just have an essence that knows that everything is possible and that Mm -hmm. what needs to happen is being birthed constantly if we're paying attention. And so she said, Jennifer, we have to do something like we have to, we have to actually create, um, a movement. I just had this conversation yesterday <laughs> her not even knowing doing this this interview today she said what are we going to do because I feel like the polarity is so strong now that people are ripe to to be, be yeah they're ripe to be open uh-huh. to another way that there has to be another way it can't be that we run around being gaslit by by sideism you know there's got to be a way that transcends the two sides i call it the why puppy um you know what happened hold on a second john can you stop somebody just rang our doorbell i can't believe this nobody ever rings our doorbell in the (laughs) afternoon (laughs) maybe maybe that's part of the birthing process here jennifer (laughs) see right there well actually it's funny when i tell you what it is you laugh okay what who was it Next oh, door. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> <Swear> <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> All right. So what is it? So the, well, it actually involves ringing on doorbells. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a synchronicity there's a for synchronicity. you. <laughs> so, but that's the way my life works, right? So it, it's very funny that that has so, so two nights ago, my husband had a dream. Okay. And the dream was, and he had been, he had been struggling for a bit because he he just had been through a really intense experience and wasn't really sure what to do with it out the other side. Uh-huh. So he's asking and asking, and of course that's contrast. And he's asking and asking, and he said, I swear I dreamt all night long. And I said, what happened, sweetie? And he said, well, when I woke up in the morning, I had this whole dream about what humanity is asking for. 
<laughs> okay. Now remember, this is a metaphor. All right. Yeah. So, so, so don't don't get all literal on this. <laughs> but a mat because it's going to sound really silly at first. Um, he said, you know, imagine if we could create a movement because there's there there are laws to creating movements. Mm-hmm. So actually, let me share those with you because these are really important. I I, I um, recently did a talk for uh, a an organization of filmmakers mm-hmm. around how to create a movement, and uh, th- this is what I told them as well. The first thing is making a movement if it's truly a movement it speaks to everyone's heart and no one is left behind it doesn't mean everyone's going to take you up on it right but it can't disclude anyone there can't be a them and usness to uh-huh. it so that's yeah. number that's one sure. mm-hmm. right so we're all divine children of god here doesn't matter what our politics are or you know <laughs> our opinions about vaccinations are or any of that so the second thing is it's got to be something that actually touches someone's heart. It, ha- it has to relate to a foundational principle about being alive. So a foundational principle is connection, right? Right. That, that human beings are meant to experience community and connection. And right now we're not doing that, hence the problem. So a third variable when it comes to creating a movement is... <laughs> I mean, this is a no brain. It's kind of like, duh, but (laughs) it's, it's timing. Mm -hmm. Like you must be responding to an asking that's currently civilizationally happening. Right. So as a, for instance, my dear friend, Nigel Seal, um, was a co-founder of earth day. He, and so he's brilliant. And, and, uh, I have a couple of other friends that were involved in it too. And there was a profound asking. The timing couldn't have been better. It was ridiculously, as you said earlier, synchronous. You know, it was uh-huh. just so perfect. It was a response to an asking of humanity. And who doesn't want to make, you know, the our environment more beautiful, right? right? Nobody wouldn't agree with cleaner water, right? Sure. Right. So, so the point is that he was looking at Adam was looking at these principles. He was thinking to himself, okay, huh? Well, here's the idea. It sounds really corny. Now here's, here's what you got to get. My husband's a chef. Okay. He's a so chef. Course, okay. Yeah. So of course his idea would be around food. Right. So, and everyone's got to eat. Good point. <laughs> right. And so aside from the one yogi that I met in India one time where who's a solitarian and he teaches everyone to channel the sun through their pineal gland, but even he ate, he, I saw him eat an apple. <laughs> so, so, um, it's just, it's just an interesting phenomenon, but you know, we got taste buds for a reason. So it's a thing, look at all the things that bind us. We love to be connected. We love to be loved. Everyone's got to eat. Everyone's got to breathe. Everyone's got to drink water. You know, all of these things are commonalities. So up with this idea for a movement, um, he didn't get it at the time. He's like, I don't understand why this is a thing. So he, he saw himself making, um, taking bug, going to the store and buying these phyllo, uh, 
pastries, let's say. And then he was going to fill it with this really amazing hypoallergenic uh, keto cream. Again, it's a metaphor, okay? That's the way he it's eats. It's a pretty detailed dream he had. I know. And then God. He, raspberries and some blueberries, okay? And then uh, I can't remember if there were sprinkles or I don't know what was on this thing, okay? <laughs> but, but, but it was a really delicious, beautiful, love-filled, crunchy, soft, cold, <laughs> and warm. Had all the variables. It had all the colors of the rainbow in it. it was, even the treat he designed was very inclusive in its nature. And he said, he said, and then the idea was to go from door to door, just knocking on doors and waiting for the neighbor to come and sharing this little treat with That's people You're down made, the street. It's, it's making me hungry. <laughs> right. <laughs> talking about this treat. <laughs> and so... But it, I, what I got from the story is that it doesn't really matter what you bring. You know, right. it really does not matter what you bring as long as it's delicious. And for him, cooking like that comes from his heart. So what I got uh -huh. from it, it has to come from your heart, like your favorite thing to make, right? So for me, it might be making like sweet and salty organic popcorn, mm -hmm. right? And I bring big bags of popcorn to everybody down the street. Who knows? <laughs> so... So the idea is to, to go and have an excuse to connect again with our neighbors. And if you imagine that, at first it seems very simplistic, but imagine, you know, I had already started something called Agents of Awakening. And Agents of Awakening is a group of, it's just a um, people from all over the world who are interested in being part of the third entity solution, something that's beyond the polarity. And they're like, we want to be able to put our energy into something that makes a huge difference. And I thought, well, let's just create that. And so as we're building it, I kept thinking to myself, what are we going to build? What are we going to do that anyone can do anywhere in the world? You could walk to do it, drive to do it. It doesn't cost a lot of money, but it shows that we're actually caring about our fellow human being. And then Adam, a couple of days later, has this dream of, you know, bringing, I don't know, brand muffins. <laughs> I don't even care. It doesn't matter. You know, you know, chocolate covered apples um, to, to people on our street. And if we all did it on the same day, kind of like, kind of like Global Earth Day, you know, going uh -huh, and right. garden, all that kind of stuff. But if everyone joined a movement all at once to just connect with each other, and it's a day of not making each other wrong or not talking about things that polarize us. Right. Do you see what I mean? And so, oh, I do. and it has all of the factors. I and mean, can you feel the energy of it, even though it isn't fully baked yet, can, so to speak? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it's making me hungry, it's good. <laughs> right. And, you know, hungry, too, is a metaphor. You can be hungry for, for unification. But where does it go yeah. from there? I mean, people are going to go right back to the polarity again, aren't they, with uh, their own opinions and... Uh, ideas uh, that are contrary to what your neighbor thinks? Well, yeah, they are. But all of a sudden, you've disrupted a pattern, right? Yeah, like we've, right. Yeah, true. We've disrupted something. So, for instance, let's take Earth Day, right? On Earth Day, what happens is everyone gets, you know, whole buildings turn off their right. lights. You know, the, the, now people are doing amazing things with Earth Day. We, we put a... We put, you know, even though there are debates about solar panels, we still put them on our roof. 
And Mm -hmm. it's more like the metaphor of, you know, letting the sun power our home, let's say. And Mm -hmm. so the fun thing about all of this, because (laughs) the debates are fairly legitimate about uh, solar power, but, you know, it's getting, the technology is getting better all the time. The point really is that we started thinking about it because there's a day in 365 days for the 90 years or 100 years that we're all alive there's there that's quite a few days in your life where you yeah. were reset back to another way so yes for 364 days if you know that neighbor did nothing else one day they got a candy apple from the lady down right. the street and they <clears throat> nice conversation right so and it wasn't about so at very least it's that at most so for instance in my case i was thinking more like you are (laughs) (laughs) once a year i want to create like i don't want to make it complicated this this is another factor so this is factor number four it can't be complex right and it has to leave room for imagination to a degree so it has to somehow involve your heart. It's just like, you know, marketing and advertising. If you can make people feel, right. it becomes viral. Mm-hmm. And what that requires is a little passion of yours poured into it. And now we're talking about just, I'm going to go off to the side for a second. It's going to seem like off to the side, but I'm not going off to the side. Mm-hmm. We each have 75, well, between 30 and 75 trillion cells, depending on which biologist you ask. Mm -hmm. They are giving off photon packages of light out of those trillions of cells. And that's happening all day, every day, millisecond by millisecond. And those photon packages of light are traveling around the world at the speed of, you know, basically around the earth seven times in a second. Mm -hmm. So if you imagine all at once, a whole bunch of people do the same thing, and there's a global intent, what consciousness hears, what physics hears, is that this is a really important thing. Because people are not just thinking about it, they're actually taking action. It's not some intent that matters. Intent is just a thousandth times as powerful as the action you take that came from the intent. Mm -hmm. So now we've got a full day. And then I thought to myself, what would happen if we thought of, you know, 12 of those, 12 12 days a year, where we could do something that just addressed the common uh, things that we have uh, between us as as human beings. So, for instance, that one is connection, right? Uh It all speaks to that we all eat. Um, what if we addressed love? What if we addressed uh, conversation? What if we addressed um, having our surroundings be lovely? What if we addressed, you know, love of art? What right, if we right. address, you know, these kinds of the beauty? Mm-hmm. So um, everyone loves sunsets, you know, these kinds of things. And what if intentionally every month there was something to do if you really wanted to? And then people around the world had an opportunity to opt in or not to something that causes a shift towards what it is that's desired that was birthed by what's not desired right now. Because right now we are being distracted 
by those that want to take that level of conscious, that level right. of knowing that we have the power to change the world. They want you mm-hmm. not to not to know that because if you know that this movement would never happen or whatever whatever movement you guys are thinking of whatever movement anyone is thinking of right well i mean so in that sense what you're talking about the pandemic has really been a trigger for the yes. shift 100 percent. yeah mm-hmm. but we've been unconscious right we've been, right. we went sleepy sleepy time who you know this stuff with Never mind whether you, again, I'm not someone who's bent on polarity, but whether you um, look at Black Lives Matter with glee or not doesn't matter. What matters is a whole bunch of things have come to the forefront for us to look at. Who knew, you know, so many people probably didn't know how prevalent white supremacy was. Mm -hmm. So many people probably had no idea um, the, the the wage disparity. And now right. restaurant workers are starting to be paid more, not because the government did it, but literally because because they won't go back to work. Unless yeah, exactly. They get paid. So it's, it's an interesting time to really take a look at what's been hiding under the rocks. Mm-hmm. And, um, and now it's no longer under the rocks. It's now out in the open, right? It's now, it's now... Right right in front of our eyeballs. And that contrast was really important because how do you create when you don't even know there's contrast, right? Exactly. How do you, yeah, how do you, if you don't see it and if it's hidden. So people say, what an awful time. You know, what an awful time this is. It's so horrible. Look at all the people that are dying. Look at all of the, you know, doctors and nurses that are suffering one way or another. Again, whether you agree with what's happening or not or right. why and it just it absolutely doesn't matter. And it seems right. like we're going backwards in some ways rather yeah. than forward, you know. I mean, the well, question of should people yeah. be able to vote, you know, is yeah, a I mean, basic true. element. Yeah, well, here's the thing, though. People have been taking all of that stuff for granted, and now it's uh-huh. not taken for granted. It's right in front of our faces. And, and... One of the things is that we're, you know, it's interesting. This I appreciate that comment. And actually, even right now as we're talking, I can feel a few things coming through around that. Mm-hmm. Basic right to vote. Well, first of all, there's there are some things coming to the forefront. One is you're seeing some leadership from people that you've probably never seen leadership be- from before. You're seeing... Um, people who are very passionate trying to be out there making a difference. Uh-huh. But what we've still done is, you know, well, you know, right to vote. Oh, and then we look at the government in, here in the United States, at least, and we think to ourselves, well, well, nobody's, why isn't the government work? Why isn't this work? How come nothing's changing? <laughs> why, why? But stuff we, is changing. That's the whole thing. It is. And the thing that I would, I would challenge everyone to is a movement is never started by the government. That's a good point. A, a movement, <laughs> by the people. Movements are start. The government is catalyzing us because I don't know about you guys, but I'm impatient as heck. And I watch what's going on and I think it does not have to take this long. And physics says, you are so right. Because consciousness, in consciousness, anything can happen in an instant. Right. Mm-hmm. 
so, you know, I remember a kid we interviewed for a movie way back when, and he, he, when the tsunami happened over near Bali and Thailand and all of that, he raised $6 million, I think in two weeks. I remember reading about that kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so why does it have to, well, of course he's out of his own way enough that of course he could, he could figure out a way to make, you know, find $6 million in two weeks. Mm. And so as adults, what happens is slowly but surely we give our power away to the powers that be. And really what's being asked of us now is exactly, honestly, Adam's dream. Adam's dream is, you know, is exactly what I had imagined. I just hadn't, you know, seen an example or heard an example of how that movement could be. But going and visiting your neighbors, I mean, I could spend a half an hour doing that today, right? Mm -hmm. And if we all got together on the same day, just an example. So, So the point is that movements do not start from governments. And if yeah. we're waiting for someone else to do it, this, this is about not giving our power away anymore, <clears throat> you understand? So if we're not giving our power away to a political party, regardless of the political party, we're not giving our power away to COVID, regardless of what you think about it. You're not giving your power away to a vaccine, whether you like it or hate it. You're not giving your power away to anything. You're literally taking the catalyst and you're allowing yourself to be empowered and understand that. I, you know, if you don't see anyone else doing it and you're inspired to do something, then guess what? You're it. Yeah. Now, other people that want to do something as well. Well, with the pandemic, it almost seems like the universe, the universal consciousness is saying, ah, okay, get ready for this, guys. Yeah. Have a shift, you know, it may not be pleasant, (laughs) but it'll happen. Yeah. and also, but look at all the things, right? You know, lakes cleared up, rivers right. cleared up, the skies the Himalayas cleared up. were visible. Right, right. And people were saying that all of that wasn't possible. Lo and behold, even mm-hmm. within a few months, it was possible. Yeah. That's how resilient this planet is. So I think the paradigm, paradigm also is waking up to the inequities that exist as right. well, just like what's going on right now in Australia, where there's this tennis player who isn't vaccinated, but uh, is coming in and is going to be allowed to uh, participate. Yeah, participate uh-huh. in the open, uh, and yet Australians are locked down for the most part, uh, more than almost any other country. And so they're pissed off about, you know, somebody who, uh, because he's famous and wealthy and well-known, can come in yeah. and uh, break all the rules. Uh, and so so that's, I think that's an example that of uh, inequity, inequities that are people becoming more aware of these inequities that exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, the inequities that exist in the world are, are I mean, you just have to go to one city in Africa, you know, in North, right. in uh, <clears throat> South Africa, you can see all sorts of inequities on a street corner, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 So, um, Jennifer, you're writing a book, right? Yeah. The book that what I'm writing. What's it going to be called? <laughs> it is called Unstuck, the Physics of Getting Out of Your Own Way. Oh, okay. Good. Okay. Yeah. It's really about, you know, 
I know that personally, most people can understand getting unstuck. Uh-huh. But for me, not only is, is this book uh, about an individual, it's also an individual experience. It's also about uh, the world at large, right? The uh-huh. world at large right now is in a seemingly stuck place. It's not stuck. It's actually just recreating itself over mm-hmm. and over again the same because everyone's giving their power away. It's not going to change until people start to step up and mm-hmm. own. Yeah. So yeah. step up and own what's possible when they actually take action. Okay. Hmm. What, uh, what would, so are you going to include in this book the things we've been talking about? It's going to be about applied physics then? Well, so the book itself, well, it's coming out on February 3rd. So, oh, it's, okay. uh, yeah, so it's written. Oh, all, <laughs> right, all right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the book is actually, uh, okay. So here's some interesting biophysics for you. And I would even say genetics. There's an interesting little thing called a brain bridge. <laughs> so this is this is something that is a technology that we uh, we came up with through our work and over the years with tens of thousands of people over the world. And basically what we came up with is this idea that um, the left brain is more logical, more mechanical, um, and the right brain, especially if you ever listen to Jill Bolte-Taylor's TED Talk, I just love that. I could listen mm-hmm. to it over and over again. About a stroke of insight, I think it was called, and that's her book as well. But the fact that the right brain, which is what she was left with when she had a a stroke, Uh um, is so expansive and filled with possibility and doesn't ever think anything is in the way. It's so yes. It's just yes. And it's very idea um, based and very creative. And when that expansive right brain can eloquently talk to the, let's say, more uh, practical left brain, Mm -hmm. what happens is you kind of get heaven on earth marrying through the corpus callosum, which is the bridge between the right and the left brain. And so if you imagine that the ideation of things and the, the, the catalyst of the polarity gives birth to ideas that come in through the right brain, and that across the corpus callosum, the left brain is thinking, oh, okay, we got it. How do we practically do that? Yeah. What happens when you open up that channel is you create something called a brain bridge, whereby your heavenly self and your earthly selves are much more fluid and married together. Mm-hmm. And when you have that way of being on any subject, the biology of your body, mm, rep, uh, let's say what's reflected in the body is a biochemistry that's much more conducive to you staying alive uh-huh. because you're a born creator. Just think about it. You're a born creator and now your creativity has the capacity to flow into the sort of the practical three-dimensional world. And so now your body's going, oh, would you look at that? She <laughs> or he is is a yes. Like they, they actually have some mojo. They've got ideas that they right. are physically and metaphysically looking to bring into reality. 
and your physiology, your your diseases, um, dis-ease, and even resistance in the body only manifests as a direct result of the biochemistry that we're living in. Mm -hmm. And so if you can shift your perception of life and actually embody that experience as a creator, what happens is the biochemistry of your body shifts, your trillions of cells receive different inputs, mm -hmm. and the need to give you a message that you're off track starts to cease and desist. Therefore, you don't need to actually <clears throat> manifest dis-ease to wake you up, and off we go. So a brain bridge is what happens. The results of a brain bridge are that you find more effortless ease and flow in your body. You don't need to sleep as much. You have more energy. Your mental clarity is amazing. And so we took the 12 major areas of life that affect us, like uh, relationship, love, uh, fun, you know, having fun and playing, connection, intimacy, your connection to source. We took all of those areas of life and we built, built brain bridges for every single one of them through this book. So that's what the uh, book is on. It's about cool. free, freeing human beings to actually become the creators that they are because how else would you ever create a movement, right? Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Well, so... On February 3rd, it comes out. Is it going to be on Amazon? And It's good. And one of the things that we have is um, actually on our website, thewideawakening.com forward slash unstuck, the name of the book. Okay. Um, we're, ha we're actually going to have a mini workshop and people can uh, win a one-on-one -on -one with me. And on February 3rd, we're having a celebration of the shift into that era of it's just time you know if 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 uh anyone i know you guys probably have that feeling like it's time you know i love those two words it's time it's right. time right. it's yeah. enough it's time right yeah, and so for, <laughs> we're in a new right. decade so this is the time right yeah so true and so that's what i've that's who we tend to attract in just ridiculous numbers as people who know there's another way. Uh -huh. And so um, on that day, we're having a big celebration and everyone can find out about it at, at the wide awakening for .com forward slash. Is, is it going to be on your website through zoom or, or how are you going to do this? You'll get the, you'll get the zoom information and all that. Once you just register for the event and, uh, and, yeah, for me, it's 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 not even the launch of a book. It's the launch of an era. It's uh -huh. it. I feel like we're moving through. We've gotten what we need to get, and enough people have understood that there's a problem. That at this point, we're we're birthing that third entity of mm. what's being created, and instead of looking outside of ourselves, it really is time. And so that's. That's what that celebration is all about. And huh. uh, yeah, we'll have Great. some fun. Right. And so I actually, hope you, guys you chose a good day because that's the day Mercury turns direct. Come on now. <laughs> Astrologically speaking. <laughs> Come on now. Look at us. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, is this free of charge? Anybody can come to this? Or Anyone. What? Everyone. I mean, Every okay. 
yeah, like it's time. <laughs> All right. So how can people great. get how can people get in contact with you and find out more about uh, what you're doing? The White Awakening. Yeah, yeah. WhiteAwakening.com. The cool thing is, okay. is you know, the best thing to do is join uh, at forward slash unstuck at the WhiteAwakening.com. Okay. Forward slash unstuck. And I mean, if you do a little hunting on the homepage, you'll also find some activations. It's actually the first three brain bridges. Oh, so, cool. Um, so, um, but we really want people to join us on the third because there's so many things that we're going to give away and so much celebrating and, and direction. I think the biggest thing is direction. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. where do you go? Where do you turn? What do you do? You know, that kind of thing. And yeah. so, yeah. So, in so the- everything you've been talking about is coming together on February 3rd. This is right. so cool. <laughs> Isn't it fun? Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, it's so good. And I I mean, I call all of, well, I call you guys as well. Um, in fact, we just made T-shirts, so I'll send you one. Oh, right, I great. call people like us the Heaven on Earth construction crew. You know, <laughs> we we didn't come here to whine about stuff. We actually came here to, act, to, to be conduits for something right. better, right? So mm-hmm. we're all in the Heaven on Earth construction crew together, and somehow we all seem to find each other, and I love that. Yeah, me too. It's been great, great talking to yeah, you. Yeah, this has been great, Jennifer. Thank you so much. And at some point in... In February, could we have you back on to talk about your book? No, no, sir. Well, it's February 3rd, a book. Oh, yeah. yeah. February 3rd, the book comes out. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I would love that. Do you know the, 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 um, yeah, I would love that because we're doing something again the end of February. And I'd love to share with everybody what happens out of February 3rd. Okay. Yeah, right. let me okay. look at the dates and stuff and I'll, I'll email you. That would be fantastic. Thank okay. you so much. Okay, thank yeah, you. Yeah, this has just been great. Thanks good so talk, much for coming Good talking on. with you. Oh, you too. Big hugs, guys. You have a great rest of your week. You too. You too. Take okay. care. Okay, bye. Now. bye. Thanks for joining the Mystical Underground. Visit www.themysticalunderground.com for the latest blog post and book info. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. Listen to the podcast at podcast.themysticalunderground.com. Follow Trish and Rob on Instagram at Trish and Rob McGregor. Follow us on Twitter at The Mystic Cast. Send email to podcast at themysticalunderground.com. And until next week, thank you for listening and stay mystical.